morning. Welcome back to Local News Live. I'm Chief Meteorologist Clay Osterley. Thanks so much for joining us today. Of course, today is Earth Day. It's a day where we take time to just remember that, uh, well, I'll read you the official definition of Earth Day. Remember to protect the environment, try to restore damaged ecosystems, as well as try to live a more sustainable life. Plenty of ways to celebrate, but I can't think of a better way to celebrate, or at least a cooler way to celebrate, than to talk with NASA on Earth Day. And, uh, well, we have an anchor in Roanoke, Virginia, Leanna Scacchetti, who did just that earlier today. Let's take a listen in. Thanks so much for joining us here on Local News Live. Today I am joined by WDBJ's uh, Sevens anchor, Leanna Scacchetti, and she is uh, really kind of working on some cool stuff today. She got a chance to work with uh, NASA a little bit today as uh, we were interviewing uh, uh, NASA about Earth Day and some of the uh, challenges, of course, that the Earth is going through with climate change and some of those things. Uh, Leanna, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. And so I guess uh, I'll let you just take the wheel here and uh, tell us a little bit about it. How cool was it, first of all, to talk to NASA on Earth Day? Oh, it's so cool. You know, NASA does this occasionally where, where they'll say, hey, you know, we've got an expert who's available to talk with you and they provide some amazing visuals. I'll just kind of show you some examples of the things that we saw talking about Earth Day today. So they offer up experts to kind of provide some perspective. You know, we often think of NASA as being really space focused and taking their ventures into space, which they do, obviously. But today was an opportunity to highlight some of the projects that they do that are really focused right back here on the ground. And it was cool to talk with the scientists that we talked to, Dr. Lynette Bavware. She's at Goddard in Maryland. She is a sea ice scientist. So she talked a lot today about the polar ice caps. And Clay, what I found really fascinating was, you know, this has been her focus in the polar ice caps, but she was able to talk about how what happens at the ice caps can affect us you know, here in the United States, even specifically right here in Southwest Virginia. And so what were kind of some of the things that she offered as far as that goes? Because I think it's fair for a lot of people to probably say, polar ice caps, how does that affect me where I live? And so, you know, you guys are obviously in the Roanoke Valley, they're in Roanoke, Virginia. Um, what was she offering as far as that goes? So the project that she was working on um, was focused on an area of the polar ice caps that wasn't already covered by some satellites that are focused on the polar region. So they attached some cool instruments to some NASA aircraft and flew over the ice caps. And they used those instruments to figure out, okay, how deep is the snow on top of the ice at the ice caps? And then they used layers to try and figure out just how thin or thick that ice was in certain spots. And they're able to determine that the ice caps are thinning. Now, over time, she explained, they have gotten bigger, they've thinned out, but what they're noticing with the thin at this point is that it's accelerated due to climate change caused by humans. So that affects weather temperatures, that affects a weather pattern. So maybe a dip bringing down some cool polar air into our region. But the other really interesting thing was the, the global warming is contributing to increased heavy rainfall. And even our own chief meteorologist, Brent Watts, confirmed that with me today. He says, we have seen record rainfall here in the Roanoke Valley, outside of the typical flooding seasons, just some really intense flood events. So hearing what she had to say, knowing that what she is seeing on a national scale can affect us here in Roanoke and having the data from our own meteorologists to back that up, I think is, is really interesting and really telling. She says, you know, obviously a lot of people around the world live on coastal cities. And so they're anticipating that sea level rise 
with the accelerated uh, melting of our ice caps, it's going to affect people around the world. And so, um, you know, that's what they're really focused on. And, and their research, which she was focused on, um, really gave them some true insight into the thickness of the snow and the ice at our polar caps. And you had mentioned earlier, of course, that, and I, I, I think most people that follow the weather a little bit probably know this, but NASA and uh, NOAA as well, the National Weather Service, they've launched several state-of-the-art brand new satellites that monitor all kinds of new fun things that we didn't really have that great of information on before. What were some of those things that uh, she said that NASA is monitoring now to kind of support some of that uh, data? Yeah, absolutely, Clay. You're probably familiar with the satellite images that show what's happening out west with the wildfires. Um, we talked about we've talked about GOES-T here on the Digital News Desk, which uh, recently was launched to replace the satellite. Some just amazing, amazing, fresh imagery. But they're also using the NASA resources to monitor wildfires and the soot and particles in our atmosphere that travel um, with the wind from those wildfires. They also take a look at soil moisture, which is going to tell us which areas are experiencing drought. Lightning strikes also to show where those storms are developing and intensifying, talking about that heavier rainfall that we're seeing. And again, going back to sea level rise and the effects on the coastal communities. And, you know, NASA has had so many resources and so many developments for the last several decades. So in the last 50 years, they've been able to tell that global temperatures are rising almost two times the global rate uh, in the polar regions and the Arctic region. So that's caused a decrease in the Arctic sea ice, um, and the ice sheets are melting at a faster rate, which is increasing the sea level rise. But interestingly enough, Clay, along with that, that sounds kind of, um, you know, urgent, and it is. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about that in a second, too. But she did say there were some good news. So the ozone, the, the hole in the ozone layer, she said, is shrinking. And what NASA has also been able to determine from its Earth science projects is that areas that have focused on reduced emissions are seeing better air quality. But I asked her, Clay, you know, uh, Dr. Bavoir, you've got this perspective at NASA, you've got this sort of global um, perspective. With that perspective, what is it that you wish more people knew about our Earth and about our climate? And this is what she had to say. I think that, you know, the ice sheets of Greenland um, in Antarctica aren't that big of a deal, but there's miles of ice on both of the those land masses. And if you know, a lot of this ice melts into the ocean, you know, we're going to see an in, a large increase or an accelerated incre increase in sea level rise. And since the majority of the people, you know, live on Earth, live around the coastlines, it will affect millions of people on Earth. So I, I wish people could understand more that, you know, what's happening in the polar regions is a big deal. Um, and it's not something that we should take lightly. Some really interesting perspective from Dr. Lynette Boivoir, uh, who's based at the Goddard Space Center in Maryland. Leanna, I think it's really uh, kind of cool here that you mentioned the fact that we are seeing signs that the ozone hole is shrinking. And I think it just kind of goes to show that, uh, you know, I, I feel like the ozone and all of that was talks when we were a lot younger, right? We heard a lot more about the ozone hole and, and how that's really impacting us. So I think seeing the changes that we made then and in the years after that, showing the signs that it is shrinking, it really kind of points us in the path of, hey, with this climate change debate, political steps or political opinions aside, uh, we can do something about this. And, and maybe, maybe NASA kind of feels the same way. 
It's interesting that you bring that up, Clay, because I feel like in school as a child in the early 90s, I definitely felt like we talked so much about the ozone layer. And so the fact she said that there was still good news to come out of this, the fact that that is shrinking, showing that the efforts that were made to reduce um, the, the, the things that were increasing the size of the, the ozone layer whole um, did pay off. And so it's interesting to know that while we think about NASA, you know, we recently had them here on the digital news desk to talk about Arendelle. The, the new discovery out of Hubble. And we've talked about the James Webb telescope, that there are still so many things that they're focused on right here on earth um, that really inform our day-to-day -day decisions and also sort of this global perspective. And so it's really interesting to see just how many tools are at their disposal. And of course, the fact that they wanted to um, you know, join us to observe Earth Day, sharing what they know from their perspective. Any other really cool things that happened during your meeting today with NASA? I mean, obviously, the the nerd in me, the weather nerd in me is really interested in this whole conversation. So, <laughs> Oh, me too, Clay. It's fascinating. And it's great that they're accessible and, and willing to share what they know. I think what's cool is that, you know, if you are a parent or a teacher or an educator of some sort, or if you're just really as into this as you and I are, there are so many resources on NASA's website that you can kind of see those pictures coming out of their satellites that even take pictures and videos of the sun, which uh, those ghost satellites inform us about solar flares, which can have effects here on Earth as well. So I think it's just so fascinating about the resources that they're able to share on their website that you know anybody can access, particularly if you've got a friend or family member or a kid who's really interested in this stuff, there's a lot to see. Leanna Scacchetti from WDBJ7 out of Roanoke, Virginia. We thank you so much for joining us today. And again, we were just having a discussion about her interview with NASA on Earth Day and uh, how cool it was to talk with them and uh, just share some cool data about our planet. And of course, also address some of the uh, concerns that we have uh, as we face uh, the climate change uh, that we are continuing to see here. Again, Leanna Scacchetti from Roanoke, Virginia and WDBJ7. Thanks so much for joining us today.